Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Coffee Club podcast. Just want to say happy Coffee Club Day to everyone out there. Uh, it's a new holiday that we just invented. For us, it's a Thursday. Every th- it's This holiday is celebrated once a week. Yep. For us, it's a Thursday. For you, it's whatever day that you usually enjoy the Coffee Club podcast. I guess it can change week to week, but happy Coffee Club Day to everyone. And I guess we'll just start off with a really quick Thanksgiving wrap-up. I'll go first because mine's the, probably probably the quickest. So Thanksgiving Day, did my first workout back post-COVID, was really tired, canceled all plans for the rest of the day and just lay, <laughs> lay on the couch and watched movies. Watched Twilight Breaking Dawn 1 and 2. You 1 and 2. In the same day. Wait, what team are you? Come on, obviously Edward. <laughs> team Edward? Okay, just, just... I just got to make, so this is the first time I had watched all the movies. Right. When I was younger, I read the books. So I knew kind of what was happening, kind of forgot some of it. Man, Bella, I just don't understand like how Edward is so tolerant of her just like being so into Jacob right in front of yeah. him. <laughs> she makes out with Jacob in front of Edward. Yeah. And I know that she does it in a way to save his life, but she tells him that she loves him like in front of him. And Ed was just chilling there. I didn't remember any of that. And watching it on the big screen, it was a lot more confronting. Mm. So I don't know, like, if actually, and also, wait, one more, one more thing on it. I was shocked at how similar, uh, is it Taylor Lautner? Mm. How similar he looks to Carlos. Yeah, like, no, he, he looks, he looks so very much like Carlos. He looks so yeah. similar. So, yeah, those were my main takeaways. Yeah. Uh, the movies were like, they were so bad, but like kind of addicting. So bad. <laughs> just like I just couldn't believe how bad the acting was. I don't know if at the time, because they're not that old. I mean, some movies age better than others. Mm. These movies just, just seem terribly made, but the storyline just captures you and they're just addicting. So. It's because there were successful book series before that. Yeah. It, it's, it reminds me of a similar uh, situation, <coughs> Wheels of Time. But Wheels of Time. I think... How do you feel about the Christina Perry song? <laughs> <laughs> is that your, have you just listened to that briefly? The what song? Thousand Years. Oh, thousand uh, years. is that the really emotional yeah. one? Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that's actually so been playing in my head We need Nick Harris to sing it and uh, we'll play it. Oh, it's it's been playing tough, that's a tough listen. But um, no, he looks very similar. I mean... I'm impressed you got through them, to be honest. Yeah, we they, watched all five, by the way. Because they, they're like five we of did. them, right? Yeah, yeah we watched that's, all five. That's a lot. So that's a pretty impressive movie. You definitely didn't want to get off, off that couch. When you have COVID, your ability to watch TV shows and movies is is very strong. So I remember the fight scene being kind of good, actually. The fight scene that doesn't <laughs> actually happen. Yeah, so this is the this is the funny thing is I was completely got. Like, I, I got got. <laughs> like, I was like... You forgot that I, that didn't happen. Yeah, I forgot. And I was watching it and I was like... No way! Like they killed off like Carla. I think it's Carla. Yeah. And Jasper. Jasper was like my favorite character. Yeah. I cannot believe that. And like everyone dies, and then he's like, "Oh wait." Well, it's like half the movie, and you forget like how that started. Exactly. So that got me really good. So kudos to to Stephanie Meyer. Is that the director? That's the no, that's the author. The author. So yeah. So it was it was good. I mean, it was it was one way to spend your time, uh, spend your Thanksgiving. And we ate pizza as well, so that was pretty cool. Because I'd been craving this happens Thanksgiving dish. This happens, yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving in Italy. This happens every time I get sick and I have like limited appetite or like I can't eat like the foods I want. I start craving pizza. Uh, I was gonna say, was Cinta with a bowl of soup just over you, feeding you a little soup, and Morgan's just there, <laughs> like just petrified, can't move. And that was the first week. That yeah. was liquid diet. The liquid story diet. of the first week. Uh. So yeah, that was my Thanksgiving. Uh. What about you guys? 
I had a I had a new experience as well. Not it was not a movie experience, but I actually just remembered this. So something I've never done before. Well, I have done it, but not in this way. Playing bar pool, but like oh yeah. So I've played bar pool before, but only in a situation where I've like waited until a table was free or just gone to a free table and then played pool on my own. But it was Wednesday night. Apparently, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. It's called like Thanksgiving Eve. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Obvious. No, uh no, it's like a it's like one of the days of the year with like the most alcohol consumption. Wait, I think it's because everyone comes home. Like all the college kids are back home. Blackout Wednesday. <laughs> I can't remember what Well, the I know like Black, maybe it's just blackout. Oh, because it's like Black Friday, I think it's like blackout Wednesday. Maybe maybe that's, that's what the what kids it are calling it. It's like yeah. St. Patty's Day, Mardi Gras, and like Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I know Thanksgiving like that after Thanksgiving, people go out. Like, there's a thing that people would, like, go out after Thanksgiving for, like, drinks and stuff Thursday night. I didn't know about that. But all the bars were, like, kind of going off. Yeah. Well, I saw a meme about it, George, and it was two guys talking about how old, like, what's the upper age limit for going out on Thanksgiving Eve? And they said it was 25 years old. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's, so that's why I went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> because they, they were saying it's just like all college kids coming back home and wanting to party with their high school friends. I can see that. Yeah. It makes sense. It makes complete but sense. But so there was only one bar in Carlsbad that had pool tables. And we wanted to go play. We were just like going to play pool after dinner. But all the tables were taken. So we were, I was just going to be like, all right, I'll play in pool, I guess. But it's like... And but you can just this like did you put a coin down yeah. on the table? Well, I didn't. I was too scared. <laughs> but That's legit. That's like serious. That's yeah. someone that does that regularly. The guy we're with was like, oh no no no, you guys just have to like you guys have to play them. Like you guys have to play for this table. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go put a coin down. I was like, oh shit, I haven't played pool. I mean, I've I've played a decent amount of pool. Like I can hold my own, but I haven't played pool in a long time. I'm not that good. You're a bit rusty. And so I was like feeling pretty nervous. But it's it was a high pressure pool game. It was, and, like, the guys looked scary. They were playing. It was, like, a scary guy, and then this girl who ended up, like, she was really freaking good. But, so we put a quarter down, waited a little while, and then, like, our turn came up, and I was playing with Jenna's little brother, like, doubles. So it wasn't just me, so that made it, like, less scary. Mm. But um, we got into a tussle for this table. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we lost. No. Yeah, that was tough. I thought that story was going to happen. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was going to end didn't have differently. A, we, had a, we had a good shot, but this girl was just like hammering us. And I think we, would, we were like one ball behind maybe. Um, and then and we, was, we stayed for like an hour, maybe a bit long, And this girl was still on the table when I looked over. So, so she just lives there. She was just like running this pool table the whole night. But essentially we went to the back corner <laughs> where they were less good. We went to like the drunk corner. They were just terrible pool players. They could like so, and then we went and won a game in the corner. And nice, you got to work your way up. So we went and played like the lower, the lower ranked table in the corner. You got to start somewhere. But it was a tough, tough loss to start the night. No, oh, that's a good. But way. that was a new experience. I didn't. You can just you can just rock up and like start throwing quarters. Mm-hmm. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, lifestyle. What a good way to celebrate Thanksgiving Eve. <laughs> yeah, Blackout Wednesday. Not, re- not remembering it. Yeah. It's the best way to remember Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Ollie? Um, memorable moment? Memorable moment. Honestly, I made a lot of friends in the pool. Elderly ladies. 
Um, another pool related. Another, <laughs> yeah. A different type different of pool. Different type though. of pool, but tell you what, I was sitting poolside. <laughs> Bank, shout yeah. out. Um, and these elderly ladies were worried that I was, like they were going to be in my way. And I said, no, 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 I'll, I'll hug the lane. Because it was a weird pool situation where I was uh, in Tech's ass. It was like no lanes. So you, you it was kind of a free-for-all swimming thing. You have kids jumping and stuff. So I was trying to do an actual pool workout. I did like 4K of swimming. And um, these elderly ladies were like uh, literally a wall protecting me from any kids coming into my area. They, that's what their job. They were floating up and down with like a, a girdle. Like, you know, the girdle pool <laughs> things that, that lift you up. Mm-hmm. They were like that and they were just floating oh, along. A, no- a noodle. Yeah, like like <laughs> a noodle, but it was like wrapped around. Oh, okay. okay. Like a donut. Like and tied up. Yeah, yeah like a... No. Yeah, like a donut. <laughs> like, a, like a donut, but like more like sophisticated. A sophisticated donut and they were Yum. protecting me. They were, they, they were my security making sure none of the kids were jumping into that side of the pool where I was just swimming laps. So I made some good friends there um, on my Thanksgiving. I was definitely giving thanks to them. Um, That's lovely. And I guess I enjoyed watching the football this time. I feel like I usually at Thanksgiving, because I know it's a big part of Thanksgiving, is, is watching the football. I enjoyed that. But the funniest thing is every year I still get the same question from all Americans just to go, so what do you guys do in Australia with Thanksgiving? Do you celebrate Thanksgiving? No, we do not celebrate Thanksgiving, unfortunately. I kind of wish Thanksgiving we did. is a uniquely uh, U.S. concept. I don't think Canada does Canada have Thanksgiving. It might I was about to say uniquely, apart from the other country that does it. Do they have the same Thanksgiving? It's yeah. a different date. Okay, but it's the I think same it was concept. Like, it was. I think it was like a while ago. Does Mexico have Thanksgiving? Doesn't sound like something they would do. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I, no, I'm. I'm, I'm I don't even know if Canada eats turkeys knowing. on Thanksgiving. Yeah, they might eat maple syrup on like pancakes, so maybe that's their Thanksgiving. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, and then watch that. Um, watch moose like play football. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm sorry, but yeah, Australians and New Zealanders, I think, I think New Zealand, New Zealanders do a lot of weird things. I do get asked like, what's the equivalent holiday? We don't, New Zealand? we don't have one, do we? No, I. Well, they were asking me like, well, what holidays do you have that aren't Christmas? Blah blah blah, like news. I said that we had Australia Day and we have like the King and Queen's birthday. Like that's yeah, that's that's like a weekend where my brother but goes out and has a big one. So I always tell them that Easter is a bigger deal at home. Yeah, and not Easter's in terms big. of like true, not in terms of the Jesus dying part. No, the chocolate. But more like that you get Friday and Monday off. Mm. I don't think there's a public holiday in the US, so Easter's like not a big deal just because there's no days off. But we maybe, get four, maybe we that's get a, what they're trying to yeah. We get a four day weekend at home, so we do. I feel like people. Make a bigger effort to like travel. We, we, we call yeah. Easter Blackout Easter, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the day before Easter. The day before Easter is Blackout Thursday. Um, no, wait, what's the Friday called of Easter? Good Friday. Good, before yeah. Good Friday is Blackout Thursday. No, no, it's Bad Thursday, then Good Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we like to celebrate. So Bad Thursday, Good Friday. We'll have a video coming out soon with Chris, my brother, um, demonstrating what a bad bad Thursday is and a Good Friday is. The, I, I bet that is a thing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised about it. The only other thing that I kind of say is that i feel like in australia and new zealand our i know christmas is massive here but our christmas to new year's period is like especially special because Mm. it's during the summer so it's during like the it's like during the biggest school slash work holiday time of the year it coincides and we also do have boxing day which Mm, i think is unique to, I don't know. Does the, does the UK have Boxing Day? Is I that just us? I don't think so. I bet they do. I uh, bet that's where we got it from. Yeah, we probably stole they it from prob- them. They probably don't but not America. It. America doesn't have it, but I don't think... Maybe the UK doesn't celebrate it as much as we do because I feel Boxing Day at the whole household was a big deal. But you know, you know, I don't know. Like This changed as I grew up, but Boxing Day in Australia is our 
is out Black Friday yeah. now. Like it's a big oh, yeah, shopping it day. It is. Which it didn't used to be. Mm. That's like that's the American influence, I think. Mm. It's a big shopping day now, which doesn't make sense because the day after Christmas. Like why would you have everything's on sale? A big shopping day yeah. the day after Christmas, but yeah, so that's our holidays. That's where everyone exchanges their shitty gifts that they got. That's where everyone takes their gifts yeah. back. Everyone just takes that book back and gets the cash and You're then goes and the buys exchanges. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how we do it down under. So, yeah, that is uh, that is the Coffee Club Thanksgiving, uh, a beautiful week of the year. And today our main topics are going to be all surrounded. Our new segment, the Coffee Cauldron. We're really, really, really like delving into fantasy themed the we, three, we just live in fantasy all the time the three of us are the fates you know the fates from what is that from mythology like one of them one of them like pulls the string one of them does something before yeah. that with the string and then one cuts the string and they they each have like a different like, purpose i don't know i don't know i you, feel like i would pull the string you would do the other thing and then morgan would I would do the, I would do the, yeah, the thing that we can't remember. The thing that we can't remember. Well, that, Thanks. I feel like you'd be good with that, George. I'll pull the string because I'm be always, good at I'm the always thing pulling that we people. Don't know. I'm always pulling people's strings. I'm always pulling people's strings. That's what my mum tells me. And then Morgan can <laughs> cut it, but then George can like really just I think analyze it's it. making the string. So that probably would be your job because yeah. you get that from the sheep. sheep yeah. so. I do like the, the cauldron. I like <laughs> the name. <laughs> the coffee cauldron. And what that is, I don't even know if I actually said it, but it's an advice column. So thank you to everyone who submitted we had a lot of good submissions and we're really really sorry to everyone that we can't get to yours today but we will get to it eventually because it is going to be a recurring segment but i've just hyped it up so much but before that we're just going to touch over a couple of things that we weren't able to talk about or that is relevant for this week the only thing actually that we haven't talked about yet that i wanted to talk about was oregon not making NCAA cross and i just wanted to get all these take on it <laughs> well men and women Okay, maybe the women made it. I might, I just know that the men, the men didn't, didn't make it because I, I saw only is, one of them. This is the Ollie. This is the Ollie hot takes with it. When you take when you take on a role, it's it's like Coach Prime here in Colorado. You take on a role. You're the director. You're trying to rebuild that program. You have a lot of lot of good history um, of creating really crazy in depth teams. Jerry Shoemaker has that resume. However, he's currently not having a good year. We can probably. State that. I mean, he's lost. Coach Prime? No, Coach Prime. <laughs> Coach Prime. Coach Prime not having he a projected, great year. He projected <laughs> to win. Year. He projected to win three games. He won four. So technically, he did better than projected. That's However, wow, he man. lost eight of the last nine games. Yeah, he just came out way too hot. Yeah, yeah. he came out hot. He brought in Chris Rock, and he just went. I think it was the Rock. Was it the Rock? It was, <laughs> maybe it was both. No, maybe was there was the a, no. There was a guy called Chris there, and then there was the Rock. So there was Chris <laughs> and the Rock. I'm just correcting what I'm saying. But yeah, he went out hard, and then he fizzled. I think with Jerry. At the moment, is he just, just is it a clean slate? Is he just clean slating? Because it's a rebuilding he's phase. losing, he's lost a lot of good athletes. I don't think he even has that excuse though, because this is this is his second year. Yeah, he's a lot. Of lost good, he's got a lot of. He's lost a lot of good kids in Bowman. Uh, sorry, men and women, not kids. They're not kids. Well, they can't. The they can't run in, for the team though. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. But the kids in Oregon are also not performing to this expectation that I'm sure Jerry has. So I'm really wondering what the fuck is he doing? Like, honestly, what <laughs> is he doing? Cash, cashing is checks. he cashing in? Because I know it's Nike's paying him checks. a shit ton of money. And to be honest, he does deserve it because of what he's produced and built over the years. It's very hard to do what he's done as a coach. Um, but then... I hope the training level is high. Because isn't that his whole thing is like taking on the college role so that he can 
train them harder so they're more prepared when they leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so mean, he's maybe playing he's, the long game. Yeah, playing the long he's game. He's playing the long game, but the one more... They're not actually supposed to be any good in college. The most important thing I want to know is, does he, is was he available for comment on this? Oh, I don't think no, so. No, he wasn't. Oh, no well, comment. I did see a cool photo of him and Jonathan Galt um, having a conversation, and it was on Twitter, and it says, like, um, uh, what do you reckon they're talking about here or something like that? And then someone just said, definitely no comment. <laughs> <laughs> so I enjoyed that, but... My, my point of view on that is like, wow, well, if I'm a college kid, it is really hard to turn away the glory of Oregon because you look at that stadium, you look at the everything like that. But right now, it looks like a lemon. Like, it literally is like that lemon car that keeps breaking down. You keep taking it to the mechanic. Like, it looks like it's not working out at the moment. And maybe wait a few years, like, maybe, re- like, repeat. Um, do really bad in school. Uh, don't run your PRs yet. Just wait a few years and then hopefully, you know, in the next five to ten years, then Jerry will have the place up and running with with bowel movement and mm-hmm. with the college teams. But it is pretty sad to see them not make it because didn't he ha- didn't they have a really good recruiting system? They had like, amazing uh, recruiting class, amazing. like Monty Burns, no Connor Burns, <laughs> and um, who else? Simeon, Simeon, yeah, good bath. But they, and they've already had really good athletes yeah. there before that. It's not like the region is even that hard, even I don't think. Well, the whole West. I mean, the was, West is good. Yeah. It was weak not, this year, though. The whole yeah, it's the whole not West like Stanford was, was really weak. Stanford was podiuming a few years ago, pretty regularly. Now they're not like we're going not, like, in. We're going in depth here. We're deep diving. We're deep diving here, lads. Um, but was it injury or was it bad performances? Like, were their top guys injured? No clue. No clue. <laughs> well, one of their guys Tep- made typical it. Typical that's what we would have asked Jerry, but he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't able to comment. comment. Yeah, we yeah. called him and it just went to a to a voice memo. Yeah. So that's what, it, what it is. Voice memo. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> he said. He said, unless it's the coffee club boys, no comment. <laughs> but um, no, I I mean, it, it, it's hard to kick a man when he's down. But this is this is not great. This is not great. Like, as as a fellow Wisconsin alum, I stand with Jerry, but. No, I and I think Jerry's but, an amazing coach, but it just seems like something, something, the water, something, something's going down in Oregon. Something's yeah, happening. Yeah, something's so, going on. We don't know yet, and hopefully, uh, when the documentary comes out, Oregon and Us by Netflix, we'll we'll find out. Ten part season coming out next year. Yeah. So the official Oliver Hoare advice is to fail your senior year. Fail your keep failing your senior year until Oregon's good, and then and go. then and then go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my that's my advice. Very good advice. Because you can't go anywhere else. There's, you can't find success anywhere else in the country. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Nau, nah. No. You just get shin splints from doing double threshold. <laughs> Wisconsin, eh, you will, but it's a really hard school to get into, and you have to <laughs> you have to work really really. That's really smart. You have to be really smart, but you also have to be street smart. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what they're testing. They're testing street smarts, and Mick Burns ahead of the test. I tell you what, no one's more street smart than than Mick Burns. He fails ninety percent. <laughs> he fails his own test. Um, but yeah, you can't find success anywhere else in the country. So Oregon, it's Oregon or bust. So I'd just, I'd fail your classes, don't run your PRs, um, and just wait. Because Smart. because something's happening. I think Jerry will reform. Yeah. Sage advice. Thank you, Ollie. You're welcome. So the biggest race of the the year is yeah. upon us. <laughs> it's t- it was actually this morning, based on when this comes out. <laughs> so true. So we're going to be behind on this one. So we're not going to do much in the way of a preview. Sound running cross country. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what we are going to say is we're going to give them kudos for their social media, whoever's running it. I think it could be Jesse, but I think it's possibly also an intern mm. or someone that works with them. Because I know someone that works with them is like, a pretty big fan of us so they like to shout us out <laughs> and they put out an instagram story today and uh we'll put it up for the video but for the people listening just to explain it it was a picture of like a one lane track kind of like with grass and trees around it 
and it said coffee club approved XC course. <laughs> we didn't approve it. We're not there. So technically we didn't approve it, but we appreciate the, uh, the, the banter. Yeah. The, the banter is fantastic. I mean, <laughs> I mean, when, when he gets next, I mean, I, I, sometimes I see that and it's like, is that David Ribbish? No, no, no. It's sound running. The banter's that good. Um, but they, we didn't approve it. Were you, were you there, George? Were you there, Morgan? Because I wasn't there. I didn't approve this course. It is a new course. Not getting aside from the meme. I am, <laughs> I am interested to see what uh, what Jesse has pulled out of the hat this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be really good. Just I'm sure that every year they're going to make it better and better, and they're going to improve upon the issues from last year. Mm. So I'm sure it'll be great. And uh, I mean, unfortunately, we're not there this year. But I think it'll still be a good race, and hopefully there's a good live stream that we can watch because I would like to. Well, I I think it's at six thirty in the morning for us. Oh really? <laughs> I believe it is. So I'll watch the replay. Yeah. So that's I'll, I'll watch it when it comes out in DVD. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's interesting to see people. And we thought this last year when we realized that we were in Austin running cross country, and there were some college kids running thirteen ten in Boston. We're like, hmm. This is, seems like an interesting choice. But there are people making that choice again. Yeah, Not, it was worth it to see Carlos. So we got to see Carlos. Yeah, that was, that was probably... I mean, it was a fun trip. But We stayed in we a had, nice mansion. Yeah, that mansion was about 100 years old mm-hmm. plus. Yeah, so who who are those names this year, George? Do you Just someone like Charles Hicks, for example. Charles Hicks. BTC. Not his debut, I think. He ran a couple of races for Bowman at the end of the season, right? Mm. He did. I was in one of them. Was it? Oh, it was that one in LA. He ran in LA yeah. in the Bowman kit. But mm-hmm. I'm guessing he is trying to run Eurocross. So. Yeah, so it makes sense. So I think it does make sense for him. Yeah, maybe he has to prove fitness or. It's good that Jerry's sure. letting him go run that. Yeah, I mean, maybe Jerry doesn't know he's going. <laughs> Who knows? I, okay, so approval for the name um, Hiccups or Hickey? What do you reckon? Charles. Well, Charles we, we, Charles we already had the name for him. Do you remember? No. It was the one from the Cars movie. Oh yeah, Chick Hicks. Chick Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah, never mind. Never so mind. Good. Never mind. I mean, that Charles Hickey is nice as well. Damn it, Chick Charles, Hicks. Charles Hickey was. So Chick Hicks uh, Chick was Hicks. running. Yeah. The NAZ boys, Olin, over here. <laughs> Olin's, <laughs> back, Olin's, Olin's back in it. Yeah. I mean, it's good that Olin's been, spent. I've spent a lot of time in Flagstaff, so uh, <laughs> Michael's been able to look over my training and, and tell me that's wrong. So He's ready to go. <laughs> yeah, ready to go. Telling you you're not running enough through Sean. Yeah, and he says, what are you doing here? Shouldn't you be on the podcast? Yeah. No, so we don't really have anything to say about the no, race we because we don't really <laughs> I know but I got any specifics. Who do you think's going to win? Excited. <laughs> we don't, I have no idea. I'm going to say Kip2 and Kip2 is running. Very good cross runner. And it's Kogat. Yeah, defending champ. Is he going back? I'm trying to remember. Seems like his bread and butter race. Based on not knowing at all who is racing, if those two are racing, I'm going to pick one of those two. But Maybe Vildschut, also a good cross runner. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Ch- Chick Hicks also won into double A cross, so yeah. no, that's all we got. I picked Mocatier. <laughs> <laughs> he's making the trip Great all the pick. way from Spain. I mean, he's, he's got all those, those Spain cross-country races and Europeans is coming up, so, you know. He's got to get ready. He's got he's to get ready. It's a good sleeper pick. Hey, you wait till he comes around the corner. <laughs> now that Jingy's not running Euros, it's wide open. It is wide open, a.k.a. Mocatier. <laughs> I'd say, like, he would be the The black line. cat. The black cat would be out in force, dancing around the, the course. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if you win Eurocross, that should be, like, an auto to the 10K at Worlds. Yeah, it'd be a really hard race to win. So, I, I wouldn't... I'm sure... I guess just because every year you normally have to beat Jingy. <laughs> yeah, true. 
sure. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. This year, Jingy's uh, taking a back seat. He's uh, playing Pokemon Go and you'll wait. His injury is from Pokemon Go. It's not from running. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a finger injury. Yeah, it's a, no, it's a, it's a finger injury from Pokemon Go. He's just like, I went too hard after I spoke to the coffee club boys and I've injured myself doing yeah. Pokemon Go. <laughs> but he'll be back in force. Yeah, so that's that's cross country. At the same time this week, we have the BU season opener and every collegiate runner wants to be in those races mm. and maybe a couple of pros as well. I haven't looked through the full field, but it is just, it's... It's cool that college kids are running so fast, but I think it's also a little bit sad that if you want to qualify for indoor nationals now in the 3K, 5K, you have to go to Boston pretty much. And you, especially you have to take advantage of these early season ones. Like just so many kids that end up qualifying for nationals in March. I, is it in March? Yeah, March. Will be from this race. Will be from like this race, which is just crazy. And I'm so excited to see how these fast these kids run coming off the cross-country fitness especially uh, Graham Blanks. Do we have a nickname for him? He's, there's got to be something there. He's goes I'm to going Harvard. blank. <laughs> blanking right now. We're blanking right now, yeah. but I'm very excited to see how he runs. I think, is Kai Robinson racing? Sure yes. He raced yeah. last year. And the NAU boys are there. So just so many of the good guys. Uh, I can never just remember his rematch. name, but the, the New Mexico kid is racing. Hebtum? I think so. I think so. So it's just all the top people all from cross country on the men's and the women's side, Parker Valby's racing. It's just going to be such a wild race and people just trying to run. I wonder what it'll be paced at if it's mm. like... It said 13.10. Jeez, that's so Yeah, quick. I was going to say, do you reckon like... Last Parker year they ran 13, I think Kai ran 13.11 mm-hmm. when he won, so... Do you reckon Parker Valby will go sub 13 for the 5K? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> see why not. She's How many sub 13s things? are we going to see? Parker Valby, number one. Caitlin Tilly. Number two. I'm not sure huh? if NC State are going. Mm. NA, sure. NAU boy number one. I NAU think boy they're top two. seven. Yeah, top yeah. seven. They're just top seven. And Mike Smith. Yeah. We'll I go think there's more 13. than seven of them going. There's like, <laughs> uh, it's just the whole team. It's unreal. Do they bunk up? Are they in bunk beds, do you reckon, at the hotel? I think they just share the same Yeah, bed. and then Mike, Mike sleeps on the floor to make sure no one gets up late at night. No, they actually have to come straight from altitude, so they yeah. get this. And they all day. tape their mouths, right? And their nose. They take their mouth and their nose. It's pretty impressive. They breathe out of their ears. <laughs> that's the next that's the next level. That's, the next, that's level. the next I've Jordy's I've got still in the first step. I'm at one nostril. Jordy's I'll take one nostril in my mouth. Yeah. Jordy's on Jordy's done step one and a half. Step two is taping and then your mouth in half a nostril. Yeah. And then you tape one ear so you breathe out one <laughs> the other ear. And, and then, then you eventually die. you just breathe out of your eyes. Amazing. So yeah. Yeah. I I what do you do you guys want to do a prediction contest on just what you think the winning time will be? I think sub thirteen. Sub like 13. I'm not kidding. Like I think I think like seeing how crazy college kids have been running the past few years, I would not be surprised seeing a college kid run sub thirteen. I mean, particularly like Boston's like yeah, like what twenty five seconds? I think twenty five. Yeah. yeah. What's the record? Collegiate record? Uh, thirteen or. I think it depends seven? which one you count. Yeah. What What was the one that? I'm not sure what the indoor five k record yeah. is. Yeah. Abdi Ahmed has it outdoors thirteen or six. Maybe thirteen or eight. But even, 13 O's, I think. Even then, it depends which one you you count because I'm pretty sure like... Oh, like postseason. Lawi the Lang postseason ran 13 flat, 13 <laughs> one So, I, I think know. I could I could see 13 8 That's what I was going to say. I think 13 I think sub-13. Really I think you guys are being way too... Uh, you're sleeping on these guys. These guys are good. I'm going to say 13 9 All right. I'm going to so say, say 12-58. Like, 
Graham Blanks, 1258. <laughs> That'd be so sick if and he then, ran 1258. And then he gets interviewed afterwards and he said, yeah, i got to do a double threshold like now. So then he does his threshold one and then he does his second threshold later. In the Did night. you guys see? Do they do double threshold? I didn't watch his interview. No, I don't know. Do you see what he does on the start line though? The grenade? <laughs> yeah. But he does like, he does the grenade, but first he does, uh, wow, I'm blanking so hard. And he does like the finger disappearing thumb trick. Oh yeah, he's doing that. He yeah. does the disappearing <laughs> thumb and then he throws it away. And the coolest thing about it he did it on the start line on the camera of nationals. The coolest thing about it is on no context. There was a video of him doing it at NXN as a high schooler. Really? The same thing on the start Damn, line. That's cool. Or did he come at NXN? No clue. Was he any good back then? I mean, that was probably like two years ago. So he must've been pretty good, but yeah, that's so cool. Just to like have something that you've done on the Damn. highest level and then you go win. It's yeah. Amazing. That's pretty sick. So that's the, uh, BU season opener. So and college kids are not the only ones taking advantage of it. We're going to be at BU as well, so don't worry. We we are not going to... I mean, I guess some of those kids would like to run 1305.0, probably. Is that the Olympic time? I believe so. Why not? The Get bl- it out of the, the way. Olympics? Get it out of the way. Yeah. I'm sure so, like they would be going after that. It's just so early. But, I mean, they're so fit coming off cross-country. You have to so. be so fit at that nowadays to, like... And, like, so so sharp to run 229 for the first k that like makes no sense just to like if you just went and took your break right now but you were super healthy and ready to go it's kind of a missed opportunity mm-hmm. so but you're just gonna have meets every weekend for the next three months they must make so much money off that track i did hear the, the entries went at like a hundred dollars now or something yeah per is kid. that per kid how much I money made that is up. this program making it's amazing. A lot, I think. Well, I think good it, yeah. for you. I think it used to be. I just heard that it was Lason. Oh, one, one, one final tidbit on it. This is the first or big meet that we've heard of since they redid the track there. Correct? They have resurfaced. Wouldn't it be so funny if it was just really yeah. slow? I mean, honestly, <laughs> if it is, it. that would be hilarious because then, like, people wouldn't have that option anymore. They'd have to go to, like, the armory. <laughs> Because the armory is like that. I think that's is, where people would go. That track is also getting resurfaced next year. What? Yeah. In time for Milrose or not? Uh, no. Sorry, twenty twenty five is getting resurfaced because oh. it's getting the the Mondo track that's used for Paris. I was talking to the guy that runs it. Is they're using that for the armory as well? The same uh, track. I love that they have Mondo for championships now. Why did Eugene put in that asphalt? Because Jerry said no comment. I said don't, no Mondo. Don't comment on it. Just, said just no leave Mondo. it. No Mondo. Do you think, like, these athletes are going to be training on Mondo tracks, George? No way. No way. They're training on, what What type of track is that? Cinder. They're training on Cinder. <laughs> Freeze trail material. Yeah. <laughs> they, wood chip. I wood think chip. they put wood chips under it. It's yeah. so rough. I think it's like a beard of wood chips. And then... From Priest Trail. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking put, put, fucking and then they've covered it yeah, in yeah, track yeah. on Classic. top. What a, that's Good a old troll. Eugene. That's Good a old troll Eugene. from Eugene. Yeah. Well, I think it's time for us to Dip move into, into this, this new Dip. segment, the Coffee Club. Dip the, the Ladle. Coffee Club Cauldron. This is our theme song. Right. Either this one or... I think we can do better. Ooh. Ooh. That's tingly. How'd that feel? Did you guys enjoy that? <sighs> Felt like I, liked, I, was I think I vote for option two. I also vote option two. Option two it is. 
I mean, today both of them are in there, but <laughs> but no, in the future, option we gotta, two. We got to restart. <laughs> yeah. And just for people listening, like we haven't read through any of these at all yet, so we'll uh, we'll just this is fresh. <laughs> this is fresh, uh, and we're gonna read through. Not all of them have names, but I mean, if we read it out, then you're gonna know which one that it was yours. So thank you very much for submitting them to everyone. Okay, this is the first one. Hey, Ollie, George, and Morgan. I'd love to get advice on race day or race week nerves. I've lost count on the amount of races I've thrown up before because I'm nervous and I have a fear of failure. I know I put in the proper effort to achieve the realistic goal I have set up for myself. However, I cannot seem to shake the nerves. I've even thrown up before races that I've just run for fun. Chicago Marathon 2022. I've run well after my morning jitters. I took six minutes off my marathon time in Houston 2022 after throwing up and not being able to consume anything pre-race. 316 to 310. I know in order for me to break the three-hour barrier, I need to figure out how to get over nerves. I love running and achieving goals, so I'd love to hear how the pros get over their nerves. If my question gets answered, I'm sure there will be something funny or memorable one of you shares that will stick with me before every single race. No pressure. I love the show and appreciate the platform and praise you give to the women on your team and the sport in general. It's great being a part of the sport that lifts up women and cheers them on just as hard. P.S. I do know a sports therapist that could be a great solution here. It's the courage. I do know a sports therapist, sorry, could be a great solution here. It's the courage of actually finding one. So pre-race jitters. That is a very good question. And especially, it's really good that you mentioned that you run the marathon because like, if you were running a shorter race and you were throwing up before it, it wouldn't be as important as if you're running the marathon because yeah. that's a very i mean your fuel your carbs is a limiting factor in the marathon so throwing up before it is yeah as you said not conducive to the best marathon performance so um i know a few people that have similar things that compete on the highest level do you guys have any experience with this or any anecdotal advice or anything like that i've heard of people having having that uh symptom before should we out some people, some really good runners that we know that have it? Because, well, one of them is, we're going to out them, Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. our, our previous roommate. No matter what, he would throw up before every race. And another one who, I don't know this, the details specifically, but Woody Kincaid, I know he throws up before races as well. And it's like, it's like, it's like, uh, it's just part of like the pre-race nerves. And I don't think they know how to, control him but honestly I think, I think i remember what he's saying in an interview he threw out before he and grant went one two in the olympic trials i think yeah i mean wild. so but ideally I, you don't it'd be nice knowing that you didn't have to throw up yeah i think partly the carbs thing it also it's just not very fun <laughs> <laughs> no it doesn't make your race day experience as fun yeah knowing that you will potentially be throwing up but maybe that does help you to know that it's yeah you're not alone and there's really really good runners that have the exact same issues. But with that said, you still do want to find a way to solve it. And the thing with like nerves, pre-race nerves is they're, they're a good thing. Like you need some nerves. Like it's like the classic, um, is it a Michael Jordan quote where he says like the day that I don't get nervous is like the day that I retire or something like I don't care anymore. Might've just made that quote up. But I think that we all feel the same is like nerves uh, is your body like getting ready to go and to do something extraordinary that you've never done before when it comes to the the actual like physiology of 
nose causing you to throw up. I don't really know how that works. So I don't know if there is something like specific that you have to do. Like if there's something that you take to stop you throwing up from nerves or if it is a question of trying to lower the amount of nerves that you have. You know what I mean? I think in terms of advice, I would say, I mean, it sounds like I'm sure this person has tried like different foods. It doesn't sound like what they're eating matters. It sounds like it's just the the race coming up that matters. I feel like I would say like if you are trying to not do that, then I think it's got to be, yeah, like a physiological thing, but I think it's got to be coming from like your mind. And I feel like then like doing some breathing exercises and or meditation stuff before would be my advice. I don't have any advice on like which ones to do. Maybe do some research. And like, I know, I know Ryan Krause has talked about doing, like if he says he feels like too relaxed before a meet, he'll do like breathing exercises to like get him more pumped up and get his heart rate up. But if he's like feeling like too worked up and like, I don't know if he used the word nervous, but I mean, that's kind of the same thing. Then he'll do breathing exercises to like bring his heart rate back down. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely like super useful tools out there through breathing. So that would mm-hmm. be that would be my suggestion. I'll Go look. out into the world of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've had like ner- I've had proper nerves and stuff. Like I think for me, the first time I experienced a negative effect of of nerves was probably the Olympics. Going through each round, I got more nervous, and dealing with that was definitely difficult. I I think for me personally, it was the social media that really knocked me around. Like a lot of the best athletes, like before your race. Um, turn it off, like get rid of your social media. I know like Sydney McLaughlin does it. I know um, George Beamish and Mario Mario do it. Um, I actually didn't know that Mario did it. But um, that's a a big factor that I think is really good. I actually, I don't know if, I mean, you guys have probably seen me race, but I do a lot of yawning. So when I feel like I'm a bit overwhelmed, I'll I'll like to start naturally yawning and it really calms me down. Um, That helps a lot too and also scheduling out maybe the marathon because i know from what i've heard with for example the new york marathon like you're it's super early start it's like a decent bus trip there you're waiting around for a long time and a lot of that tension builds up and it can create a pretty negative environment for you i would say try and prepare yourself for that in the best possible way but also try and uh, detach yourself until the, the moment happens like if you come to the realization that like it's out of your control and you've done all the training, you're mentally um, focused, but those nerves come up and you definitely feel like, oh, I'm going to like throw up. I'm going to like not be able to, if you just realize like it's not in your control, like this race is going to happen, you're going to have a good time and you kind of come to the realization that um, at the end of the day, like like that moment will, will cross. I think the reality of just being um, very much complacent with it, I think that helps me. It might help you, it might not, but yawning, planning out, the, the whole that whole period I think is good breathing exercises and meditation is really good and generally just I think practice like I mean a lot of professional athletes and runners they'll still get nervous because I, I get I'm sure you guys get this question too from people that um, are non-runners they say oh how do you deal with the nerves like before big races it's like well they're pretty much the same you just get used to the, the idea and feeling of it and preparedness for it and I think the more prepared you'll be um, is just from the consistency of each race year hopefully develop less nerves, but well, not less nerves, but more readiness 
maybe is the right word, but mm-hmm. that's what I felt for me racing like all the diamond leagues, racing against really crazy competitors, and then Olympics and common ga- com games and well, just like just that practice of being able to control nerves, but also just n- realize that they're they're supposed to be there is is a uh, is a good thing. Yeah, I think uh, building off what you guys said on the. Because I do see it as like the two pronged, the two sides of it, the dealing with the nerves, the mental side of it, and the physical, like throwing up side of it. And for the physical throwing up side, I would actually recommend to talk to like a doctor or someone who would have some expertise in that and see if there is something basic that you can do. Maybe you take something and it and it deals with that and it doesn't have any negative side effects. I would ask a professional about that. We're not a professional. Uh, what I have spent a lot of time working on is the mental side of racing just as these guys have talked about and Ollie talked about nerves and how they're not going to you don't you don't want you can't control nerves like nerves are going to be there and you can't hope for them to be less of nerves like that's probably a easy way to have more nerves is just hoping they go away you have to learn how to deal with them and that's something that I've worked with a couple of sports psychologists on and so the most basic things I would say about that like the key things that I would still be writing like I remember learning about this at the time and I've carried it through my whole running journey a couple of things uh one is to think about so first off you know that you have to accept like the negative emotions and you can't fight them you have to just be like okay they're there that's fine like my old friend uh nerves like every time I race that comes, that's a good thing. It means I care about, I care a lot about what I'm about to go and do. And one of the things that I think about, which has helped me a lot, is you think about um, in order to achieve your goal, your running goal, you sign up for a lot of pain. And like you just accept it. Like if you're running a marathon, if you're running a 1500, you know there's going to be a lot of physical pain and you've made a choice that you want to, you're okay with taking on this pain to achieve your goal. Well, you can look at the mental side of it the exact same. You can just say, well, I, I want to achieve my goal. And I know that um, in order to achieve that, there's going to be a certain level of nerves uh, before the race, even the week of the race. And that's okay because I really want to achieve my goal. And it's pushing through these hard things, which make it so special, make it so amazing, make it challenging. And that's exactly why you do it. So, looking at it like that you kind of reframe it and you just realize it's it's part of it and that helps me a lot because at the end of the day it's fine to have like the nerves and all that but yeah you just don't want to make it bigger than it has to be so there are lots of other things um i definitely recommend you look into all the stuff that the boys talked about as well but if you can look at the mental side of it and yeah as you said like working with a sports a therapist, a psychologist. I think that helps everyone if you can find the right person, but uh, it's it's easier said than done, and not everyone has the time or the resources to go do that. So maybe what we've said today are a couple of things that you can maybe write down and start working on now and see if they help you because um, I think all three of us have had success uh, using the methods that we've talked about. So, yeah, that is, uh, that is our advice. And, yeah, you're not alone. A lot of people deal with that so it's uh it doesn't go away as well everyone deals with it yeah so but hopefully you can you can get on top of the throwing up because you want to keep those carbs in when you when you reach the marathon i was thinking this is probably a really naive thing for me to say but a liquid diet wouldn't 
Oh, you'd just throw up still, wouldn't you? Like if you had liquid carbs instead of maybe like whatever's causing the throw up, maybe more solid. Would that be helpful at all, do you reckon? I'm sure they've tried different yeah. methods. I mean, and when you race a when you race a marathon, you have. Uh, I wonder if I guess one thing I would say that you just made me think of is if you are throwing up, making sure that you replace those carbs yeah. as soon as you can via yeah. via gels and that type those of stuff. Those little like stinger waffles. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, those are important. Mm. But hopefully, we we helped you, and thank you very much for submitting the question. On to the next one. We had a few diet questions about eating healthy and also struggling to eat enough carbs and calories in a day. And again, maybe we should have said this at the top. We're not experts <laughs> in like specific fields. Or any. Or any. <laughs> Pretty much any field other than other than running, <coughs> professional running. Yeah. We're not professionals. But we do have life we do have a, a lot of things that we've picked up along the way that can potentially help you and push you in the right direction. And so that's all that we will be sharing today. But we're not experts. And so at the end of the day, if something is serious, we would always say go to a professional. But I think we can still hopefully help you a little bit. Okay. Dear Coffee Club, my name is Mo. I'm a high school runner, and I've been wondering if having a healthy diet matters all that much. Like if I don't eat any junk food throughout the season, will I actually see better results? It seems hard to believe, and I'm not sure if it's worth it. How did you approach nutrition in high school and college and even now? Um, if it matters, I ran 430 for the 1600 and 940 for the 3200 last spring. Thanks so much. I'm a big fan. Mo P. Thank you, Mo. Diet. The question on everyone's mind. <laughs> I'll uh, in-house nutritionist? Oh, do you want to take give, the reins? This, is, this, is, this is the tough thing. Like, And I'm being really honest here. Like, I didn't change my diet. I ate pretty... I wouldn't say badly, but I, I didn't I didn't eat well in high school. Where are we talking? No, high school high school was okay because I think high school America corrupted you. Honestly, I think it was just not being at home. I think that parental supervision of like you're not eating that garbage, you're eating this, and then I'd be like, okay, like I I really didn't have that freedom or flexibility to to just go like, oh, I'm just gonna go and eat dinner somewhere else. Obviously, I'm gonna eat it at home. And my mom would always make really healthy and, and great meals. So I was very lucky for that. Um, mm -hmm. And I used to make food with mom. And it was always pretty pretty standard. And then once I moved to America, once that college thing happened, I definitely uh, didn't really know what I was doing. I was eating a range of foods I probably shouldn't have been eating. But I think what happened was when I joined into a house, when I got out of the dorms with Morgan Joe Hardy, um, Zach Benning, like Kai Wilmer, a lot of our mates that are that were in that house uh, cooked, and they, the great thing about that was watching what they were making, because I was like, oh, that looks kind of good, maybe sausage and pasta with some peppers, I might make that, and then I kind of copy off them a little bit, and that really helped me learn what to make for those meals when I didn't know, but I I would I would still eat bad, I'd still eat junk food, and I had a decently successful college career, but I'm also like my own individual. And my body will respond differently to eating certain foods that other bodies will respond to. So, like, my my opinion is, like, I've always said to people that have asked me this question, because they always see me as, like, eating junk food, drinking Mountain Dew and all that sort of shit. I always tell them, like, just make sure you eat enough. Like, it's, it's more important that you're eating enough for the amount of exercise, the amount of strain that you're putting on your body. That's the most important thing. Um, then the next most important thing is making sure you get everything that your body needs in that food. So like carbohydrates, protein, micronutrients, like 
that's all really important. And the one thing that I also think people will ask me too is like, when you get take supplements, for example, like iron or vitamin D, that that's the supplements for a reason. They're not they're not like they're supposed to be the main thing that you get those resources out of. Like, you should be getting some good iron in your diet, regardless of the supplement you're taking. Same with vitamin D or same with B12 or whatever you have. Um, and I've always tried to be really um, cautious of that. Not eating. I eat a lot of shit, but also eating like stuff that has those really important factors in it but in my personal experience it doesn't matter that much I think you just got to eat enough and eat what your body needs like uh, yeah that's that's just my, that's my opinion I, I I know you guys are you, like the, I'm sitting next to two blokes who eat extremely healthy and extremely well so they're, they're going to be giving you way better advice than I would but my personal journey from being from high school to now was that my diet didn't what well, isn't hasn't been amazing and I'm, I've still been able to perform at a high level I think the key to that success is because I've been able to eat enough mm. George what do you think I think Ollie has a point <laughs> um wait so is the main thing he's asking whether we think junk eating if he gives up junk food will it make him faster he's asking if it's worth it to eat healthier could you go 50-50 maybe <laughs> like he's asking if he'll actually yeah. see results if he if he decides to eat less junk food and I assume replace it with healthier food. I guess there's only one way you can find out. <laughs> you know, like just try it for a few months. What do you think, George? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a time and a place for um, quote-unquote junk food. Depending on what he's talking about. Well, what, but see, the thing is like, okay, for George, for you, like what's junk food for you? Because it's different for everyone, right? Like junk food might be just be like chocolate. After, mm, I'm after thinking like fast food. I feel like it's probably more like fast food, right? Okay. Yeah. Because I eat chocolate. I love chocolate. I love ice cream. Chocolate's healthy. Would you consider Chipotle fast food? I think Chipotle's good. I think you can probably order like healthy and unhealthy food at Chipotle. I think if you eat Chipotle every day, it might not be the best. I think Drew Bosley did that for a while. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> not even kidding? It's and not the worst. You went like a year eating Chipotle. Like, Chipotle's not the night. worst. It's probably better than a lot of other like fast foods so like for example with with mo like it could be like okay i ordered um 20 boneless wings from buffalo wild wings right or now i'm gonna still get fast food but it's gonna be chipotle i think that would be a good i think that would be a good decision because Because i think yeah like ollie said amount is important but i think there's also an element of like of like not just the eating, but like the choices you make with the eating. Like it's a question of like whether you want to be disciplined or not, because the approach you take to food as a runner is also the approach you're going to take to probably most other things in your life. And if you, and you need like quite a lot of discipline to be successful in the sport. And so, you know, carrying out some of that in each in each aspect, whether that's your diet or your training or your sleep or, you know, any of the things, the little things you do outside of running. Like, if you can't be disciplined in one, then I think you'll struggle to be disciplined in the other. But in saying that, like, I my cho- my fast food of choice is normally like a burger, but it, and it's normally like if I'm like a big training day, I've already eaten 
and I'm still real fucking hungry. Yeah. And I got to, and I just like feel like if I, like I can't go to sleep and not give my body like the calories and, or the protein, the carbs, whatever to like recover overnight. Like I just got to go get something. If it's like later at night. That's a good point. Like like you get your good main meal first and then you can have your little cheat meal. Because like Joe Klecker, for example, is a great example. Joe taught me that. Yeah, because <laughs> Joe would Joe burns more calories than anybody pretty much on, on the men's side. And I would say that like he he from what he tells me, he's like a like a life member with Culver's. He'll he'll have his meal and then like an hour or two later he'll you'll see a story from Joe at Culver's getting a burger. So like I think that's a good thing. Like you, you're filling in those calories. You're giving your body like what it needs, but it gets that good basic meal first. You know, that's, yeah. that's I think that's less what, what Mo is asking exactly. I don't know how hard he's training, but I assume he's not like quite at the level of us. I think, I think what George said has a lot of truth in it. I, I think the, cause it is just, um, it's not easy. Like, it's not an easy answer. Well, there is an easy answer. Obviously, if you eat better, it's going to be better for you. Like, that's that's a truth. Mm-hmm. It's like if you sleep nine hours a day, it's going to be better than for you. None of us, like, sleep nine hours every day because there's life, you know? So it is more about finding what works for you. And I do agree that like, if, you're, if you're taking attention to your diet and you're doing it with a lot of, yeah, intention – and really being a bit disciplined and, and smart with it, like I think that will be, uh, that will bleed into all aspects of your life, and that'll that's the type of thing that you can have control over, and it will make you feel better. You know, you like if it's something that you struggle with, like those temptations, if you can reverse that, that is the type of thing that will really potentially have a positive impact on you. I think, I th- I think maybe not everyone is the same as this, but. For me personally, if I eat healthier, I do feel better. Like I, I, I do compared to if I eat unhealthy. Like I do just feel better. And so once I'm in a routine of eating healthy, um, going back to like eating like properly unhealthy, like doesn't make me feel as good. So I don't know if that's something that you've ever actually experienced in your life because maybe once you um, start eating healthy, then that'll become what your body actually like craves. Cause that's the point that I think like I am like, I love, I love some like junk foods, like a burger I love, but it's not like the thing that I would love to eat every day. Like I just like, don't feel like that. Like I like fruit and I like other stuff a lot. And I think that's just cause I was lucky that that's like what I had in the house growing up. So it's what I got used to. And it's like what I just legitimately feel better eating. But then I do agree that if you are training so much that it's hard to have that many healthy meals because it is hard to make like two or three healthy meals a day. Like you do have to put planning and a lot of effort into it. So if it is hard, I think you really should look in, at other options to make it a bit easier for you. And um, going to like Chipotle, for example, and ordering something a little more healthy is like a great... Panera as well is great option. Yeah, it's like, like great options. It, dep- it depends on like access to... I mean, obviously like we're hoping... It's not hard to get healthy foods, but sometimes for people it is, and it's just an easier option to to eat fast food and and to obviously not have to cook it. Um, but I think Jordy brought a lot of good point, like being disciplined. Like if you put that active effort in and that ownership of being involved with your food, I feel like you'll feel much more rewarded for what you do in your training as well as how you feel. I think that's a that's a really good mental 
um, process of like making your breakfast, making your food, make, like making your coffee. You're like doing a task and then have your end result and goal and then doing that for yourself. It it might give you some self love. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're not professionals. If you're really interested in this, go to a nutritionist. Like I'm seeing a nutritionist right now. Um, so it doesn't matter what stage you are in it. It could be halfway through the season. It could be that you're like not sure if this will work. Like even just trying it, I think it's it's a really good option to talk to nutritionists and, and see because you might have a lot of other elements to this that we don't necessarily know about or experience and they'll be able to give you the right knowledge and also resources to hopefully put that um, best position for you where it could be 50-50. It could be just looking for better alternatives to fast food and it also could just be like setting up a meal plan. Mm. Yeah. I'd say you don't like you don't need a cut it out like cold turkey forever like you junk food a day it's not going to make or break your season but like any but if you eat like every day any intentions to three, three meals a week to improve every day. <laughs> 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 like, three meals a day every day of the step year? by step let's do step by step yeah any progress is good progress i mean yeah. it is it's nice too like i think maybe looking at it like this, like I'm going to go all the way to this conference race or this state race and I'm going to run as best I can and then afterwards I know I can like go and get a burger like afterwards. Like that's always like a nice thing. I I think that's about. dangerous. I don't think you're meant to use food as a reward. I think that's a, I, I mean, I obviously use food as, re, as a reward, but I don't think you're meant to. I do, yeah, but that that's <laughs> maybe, yeah, don't listen to my advice then. But yeah. I always like doing that. No, it's, you got <laughs> after a race, of course, you go eat a burger. But my, yeah. Uh, my, my final thing that I'll say on it before we can move on to, I think we'll do the lightning round next, is he, Mo did ask, like, will I see results? Not necessarily. Like, it's not like, it's not like your race next week is necessarily going to change, but maybe in a year from, like, it's, Everything that you should do should be with a long-term approach. And this is one of those things that definitely is part of a long-term approach. Keep so, you healthy, mm-hmm. keep you injury-free. You won't know that result. Yeah, just run it'll be it. compounded. It'll yeah. be com- The results that you see might not be even this season, but if you do it correctly in a year from now, you might you may see crazy results. So that it'll be more like that type of so thing. If you do infinite threshold <laughs> one time, it's probably not going to do anything. You can only do <laughs> infinite threshold one time. <laughs> yeah, then you're stuck for the rest of your life. <laughs> it just goes on forever. You're stuck. Right, if you only do triple threshold once, it probably doesn't help. No. But if, if you do, you do it triple, three times do it a every week. day. Every day, three times a week at Flagstaff with Michael Smith in hold, the dome. holding the stopwatch in the dome, then you obviously got Compounding. To it will compound. Yeah, it'll compound. You won't exactly. have to go to sleep. You will be asleep. <laughs> All right, so this is the lightning round, so we're going to try to get, get through these ones a little bit quicker. Hey, Coffee Club, heard you were helping with some advice. My boyfriend sometimes does easy runs with me, which is great, but he snot rockets constantly. <laughs> what do I do? I've gotten the weather report, if you will, once already. I don't understand that joke. The weather report? I think that means it's on her. Oh, I don't no. know how. I don't know what that... I don't know how that... I've never heard that before, but yeah. Neither, but I, that has to mean that. You just, honestly, just, just probably... Wait, oh, sorry. There's a PS to this. P.S. We were just in New Zealand and did some amazing runs around Queenstown. Scenery beautiful enough to make me forget about the above. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Um, honestly, I'd probably just break up with him. <laughs> shout out to the boyfriend for not giving a shit. I mean, like, to I mean, not shout out for getting it on it. That's yeah, that's she, crossing she, the line. Has she has she spoken to him about it? I'm sure she has. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe just give some snot rockets back. Just go <laughs> like to shoot him and just say this is how it feels like running next to you. You're just shooting snot rockets. He's just trying to clear it out. I would, I would like. He's trying to breathe through his nose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, that is, that is, okay. It is lightning round. I'm not trying to get too <laughs> deep. 
But like, if you have to snot rocket constantly, that does kind of signify mm. something. Because if I, I wanted to, to snot rocket a lot, I couldn't. You know what yeah. I mean? My advice be start taping your mouth and there'll be less <laughs> shit in your nose. Yeah, you and have say, to. I snot rocket like, it's been in the winter. I feel like your nose is running all the time. I feel like in the winter more than any any time else. Maybe if you, maybe if you have like maybe the boyfriend's sensitive to pollen or something, you might have some hay fever. You, honestly, that's a weak one. That's a weak. <laughs> that's <laughs> weak. Nah, nah, that, that, you gotta that's find justified. the <laughs> root cause and solve that problem. It could be in Eugene, but you have to put it on him because. Yeah, I, put it on him. I would say I'd say Geordie's advice: tape your nose. You say you tape say your nose. <laughs> tape, tape your mouth. Sorry, tape your mouth. I say. You should go up to him, boyfriend, you got to sort this out. Otherwise, I'm never going to run with you again. Whatever you need to do, just do it. And you have that firm discussion. Yep. Take care of it. If he gets on you again, just throw him off the trail. Yeah. That's unacceptable. Push him. That's Morgan's crossing, done that's, that to me once. That's crossing the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I faked no a knee cool. injury. <laughs> I remember that very well. I did push all into the shrubbery. Yeah, and I faked a knee injury and Morgan knew straight away I was faking it. Yeah, that was good. All right. No need for advice. Just a question. If the Australian flag is blue, red, why can't I talk? Blue, red, and white. Why the heck are the uniforms green and yellow? The 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 reason is because it's like our national colours. No. Uh, there's the reason why is because it probably signifies something. Well, it's the same with uh, the Netherlands because they're orange, right? And we blue. had a we had a big discussion at Monaco Diamond League with like when I was hanging out with like the Elise and. Cooper and Mo and the, we like went through every country that doesn't wear their colours because all, all like blacks well. New yeah. Zealand, Australia. Does Italy, the black and white signify something? Italy's blue. The Netherlands, orange, orange mainly. How many else? There's more. There's so many. I mean, there's the, a lot because the there's too many red, white, and blue. Yeah, that's the main reason. I think there's too many red, white, and blue. You got France. I'm pretty sure US. Australia was literally beaches and trees. Yeah, yeah. I think not? that was it. It was like. Signifying the beaches and the trees. In I Australia. think yeah, the yellow signifying the the sand. I think yeah, it literally beaches. was, and then I think the green does signify like Italy was like eucalyptus or something like that. Italy mm. was like a royal family color from when it was like Kingdom of Italy or something. Yeah, Sinta told me that. And then I, the, the orange, new... the orange must be the same. Must be a royal family thing. I bet surely. it is. What's the what's black and white for New Zealand? I think just started with the All Blacks. Mm. We're in black. Well, the in like, well, I, I the think isn't in Maori culture like black's really significant in some some form. Like, tat, like the, I know they got tattoos, like black tattoos and stuff. Most tattoos just, are that color. <laughs> no, but like we're gonna have to fact check this one. Maori expert, black or white. I'm pretty sure it's significant in Maori. Col- I, I, I'm not sure. I'm pretty I'm sure the sure. All Blacks. Well, I don't know about that, but I think the All Blacks wore black of the tour of Europe in like 1890 something because they were easier to clean. Like the jerseys were easy to clean between matches just or stuck. something. Dude, there's a lot of teams that have like really like just random stories for like random why facts. they're like, okay, Juventus, black and white, and they got the stripes. They're, the reason they have, and it's so iconic, their jerseys, the black and white stripes. The reason they have it is just because they needed new kits and they went to England to get them and the local team, that was their kit already. So then they just sent them over to Juventus and then really? 200 years <laughs> later, it's like, iconic so that's awesome probably just something awesome. silly like that yeah so yeah from seth we have i don't want to go to my 6 a.m practice please tell me what the best excuses i can give my coach for missing practice in the morning you're listening to coffee club podcast <laughs> that's your best excuse. <laughs> 6 a.m i love that probably. it's the alarm <laughs> the, i say alarm or drug testing i got put in the pool i got put, I got put in the whereabouts pool that I'm, drug great idea. I'm gonna miss drug and that and i'm listening to the coffee club podcast 
if you're part of a team and you have six hour practice, it is hard to get out of that. Have a yeah, get out of it because you have it's you so have early. you have implicitly agreed to to do that. Why is the coach doing that? That's I hope crazy. they live in Arizona or somewhere. Yeah, yeah, a lot of schools in the hotter areas, like yeah. Ole Miss, for example, did Go morning to practice. Carlos would talk about running at like mm-hmm. ungodly hours in Tucson. I would probably. I think you have to. You can't. There's no excuse that you can use regularly, but if you want to get out of one practice, you have to have some really elaborate excuse, like probably like blame your roommate about like something that happened in the night, some like family emergency or something. That's probably what I would yeah, do. Emergency. What do people use on our team? Uh, <laughs> Jason said the wrong address. Usually, Yara did use that one once. Yeah, yeah. blame uh, the coach. Also, like, tell him you thought excuse, practice was somewhere else. The excuse that we have is our group chat. Like, is I, I'm not trying to call out our team. Is not used efficiently because Dathan will post about like what we're doing, and then all of a sudden, like, I remember back when the team started, like, like we'd have people send in like photos of their dogs or send in some some random stuff, and then it would just go for three or four pages, and then and then everyone forgets like when practice was, and you have to like scroll back up. So, like, that stuff can happen. Yeah, use the group chat. Excuse. Use the group chat excuse where there's too many messages in the group chat and you miss... Well, unfortunately, they probably meet at the same place. And the same time. Same time. Every, every so, that one may, may not work. Yeah, true. So, we'll see. But I, I would, the drug testing ones. I would just go as, like, super elaborate. Like, super elaborate. But... So, you got attacked by a meerkat. Yeah. Something like that. All right, from Sam, we have thoughts on ice baths. Like, how often and when is appropriate, if not other forms of recovery? I think we're pretty anti-ice baths on the Coffee Club podcast. Physically, I don't think it does stuff. Mentally, though. <laughs> mentally, I think it makes you t- tough and disciplined, and it really... A good plunge. It's a good... Yeah, Joy does a good plunge. I feel like it's a good way to start the day. I'm pro-ice plunge. I'm anti-ice ice bath. bath. I love yeah. the feeling of getting in cold water. I haven't done one. I, I did one with Jamie like a month ago in the Boulder Creek. Felt amazing. But I'm talking like dip. 90 seconds. Yeah, dip. In super Maybe cold. Less. Super cold, super short. Honestly, you just get like the adrenaline and whatever other like hormones you start is producing. Sa- is Sam a girl or a boy? Uh, they didn't put their gender. It just makes uh, muscles well, feel terrible. Get a partner. Get a partner. Massage. Best best alternative. <laughs> get a leg massage. Just get get a partner purely for that. You can also pay for them. Nah, because then you get them for free. I'm, I'm giving them a, this great advice here where you just get a get a partner, go on Hinge, get a partner and tell them all you want out of the relationship. It's physical touch and it's massage. That would be I think nice. there's like studies that show ice baths do nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe there's some studies that Half say of the stuff do we do too. like do nothing. Though. I mean, I'm pretty sure every study says that everything does nothing. Like yeah. anything you do, it's just nothing. Just yeah, we're more pro. We're definitely more pro sauna. We like Normatec boots, like putting your legs up. Um, we like that a bit. Massage. Just run more. We like that as well for recovery. Run more, <laughs> that's that's run the more. best recovery from Ritz. Is like you ran a 15 mile long run. Yeah, run another. Shake it out. Miles. Shake it out. Run a three mile <laughs> cool down after every workout. Shake that's also out. a good one. Is the that? elliptical double that just moves the blood. <laughs> blood is movement is medicine. Co- coming back to training, I I I that's know clickers. it's beneficial. I know it's beneficial. The elliptical for a double is the most useless fucking cross training from in my opinion. Good for a shake I'd rather do a bike. Workout than elliptical for a double. I think elliptical is better than the bike. I, I just feel I like I don't elliptical. get anything out of the elliptical. <laughs> it's more similar you see, to running. You were breathing kind of. Oh no, you're on. The that bike. was on the bike. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. more similar to running. If you're going for a pure workout, it can be hard. <sighs> yeah, true. I think biking's better cross training if you're not running. Supplemental, I think elliptical is better. Elliptical is better. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, I don't know if you saw, but I started cracking up laughing during that because I started reading the next, <laughs> <laughs> the next one. So you guys are gonna really on enjoy us. this one. Hello, Coffee Club Pod. Sometimes I go on runs with my girlfriend, and I often have to clear my nose, particularly when it's chilly out, because I like to keep my breathing nasal oh, only on no. easy runs. My girlfriend absolutely hates this and makes me feel ashamed about it to the point where I drop back far behind her to clear my nose. How can I stop her being so toxic and recognize the importance of breathing mechanics? So we have two, we got coffee club fans in a relationship, both emailing in separately. Do we know, yeah. wait, we don't know, this could be another couple. No, I, I think it's the same couple. I hope it's the same couple. We didn't, that would have been good advice, just dropping back. We didn't suggest that. Well, he did that. I oh, know, yeah, he's already done that. Yeah. Yeah, this is tough. Uh, nasal breathing only on easy runs. That might be your... Wait, that's what he said he's trying to do? Yeah, that's not easy. It's <laughs> very difficult. pretty slow. That's very difficult. Well, I, I mean, it's a good thing. That keeps you. That keeps the effort low. I, I think you have to choose between nasal breathing only on easy runs and your girlfriend. Like, I don't think you can have both in this scenario. You just have to pick one. It, sounds, it sounds like, yeah, the... No, the no- I think the nasal breathing is winning. Yeah. Nasal breathing should keep your nose... You shouldn't have to snot rocket as much. That seems, that seems um, conflicting. Particularly when it's chilly out. Um, you know, everyone's nose works differently. Mm. I think that you make a decision, a priorities-based decision, what you value more in Were life. Were you guys ever handkerchief kids? No, that's disgusting. This is what I'm going to You ever had a handkerchief? Nah, this is what I'm going to do. Nah, neither. But that, that's an idea. Go, go to <laughs> Bring Target. A handkerchief. Go to Target. Buy some Tiger Balm and just rub it all over your nose. You could try nose strips. Yeah, just put Tiger Balm all over your nose and it will stop. it will stop that. Keep your nose open. Yeah, yeah. that might help. Uh, that was that stuff that Vic vac- rubbed. That you it's really vacuum? hard to snot rocket with a nose strip because oh, you like, stops can't it. close it. <laughs> there has to be. They have to do. Oh, this is like kind of disgusting. What, but have you have to do the full sinus clear thing before every run, like where you put the water, yeah. the saline, up it. Wait, wait, what about what about just don't breathe on the easy run? Just stop breathing and then you can breathe afterwards. Maybe that'll stop it. That's shit advice. <laughs> Just don't breathe. It's overrated anyway, breathing. <laughs> All right, final questions. Uh, not a question. There's one from Derek Rubis. Shout out to Derek Rubis. Derek. We love you. Final question is, considering it's November, any tips on growing my mustache? He said connect. I think he meant to write correct. I'm currently growing too. And there's a picture for evidence from Riley. And he has a really big gap in between. <laughs> oh, no, that is correct. Connect. Any tips on making my mustache? Connect. So he has a big gap in the middle. I bet it's because he's been mouth taping. So <laughs> it's been it's been waxing it's been ripped off. Yeah, it's been waxing the hair in the middle. Honestly, Riley, I think this is a genetic issue, and I think genetic you just have to. I think you just have Wait. to embrace it because I think it looks fine. I think it looks Riley good. To Derek Rubis. I'm confused. So I did a shout out to Derek Rubis before, and oh. now we went into Riley. Okay. This is not Derek I thought Rubis. this was Derek Rubis. I was like, uh, Derek, I know from Derek Rubis' uh, photos, he, make, he grows a mean mustache. Th- this, I, I reckon what you should do is, you know, um, those like little like connecting things girls put in their hair? Just cut Extensions? Little, yeah, cut a little extension off and just put it right here. Extensions. I, just, I think you could be probably careful because you might look like someone famous that was really, really bad. So don't... don't yeah, make uh, sure it's the right color. Yeah, I, think sure you just right color. Draw, I think you just draw it in. Just fill it in. Yeah, he has a very light orange yeah. mustache. So maybe he could dye his mustache darker. Maybe that will make it look worse, or better, or better. Well, worse as in like the gap would be more like noticeable, I guess. I think you just got to embrace 
things like that. Like, yeah. what can you do about it? I mean, George, your mustache has like come in quite nicely. I remember when we first started the team, it was like not as like thick <laughs> around here. What? Yeah, I feel like it's a lot thicker this year. Well done, I think I just haven't grown a mustache in a long time. Maybe that's what it is. But I appreciate but you noticing. It looks it looks like when I saw it when you first did it, I was like, wow, that looks really good. I've actually had to trim it twice this November. Yeah. I like it got too long that I had to like buzz the mustache at a higher number and I'm, then I'm do lazy. the beard. I, I like buzz this and then I just keep the mustache and then trim like here. But trim the edges? Trim the edges. But Morgan, you haven't had a mustache in a while. No, I just go full beard. I like having a mustache. I really do because I like the feeling of like clean shaving the rest of my face, but it's just I'm too lazy. Can I have a recommend? I put my hand up. I just want a recommendation. Can you do a goatee at some point? I'd I've done it before. It looks really bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I want to see it again. It looks really good. <laughs> I don't understand how people pull off goatees. Like, how I don't understand how people like. I've only seen one person pull it off. Wait, think about this. Like, what's the minimum age? You have to be to have a show. I think there's an age limit on a goatee. Like you can't 40. be like yeah. You have to be pretty. I think you have to be over forty. Correction. There's two people that I've seen pulled off really well. Colonel Sanders, <laughs> yes. great goatee. Yes. Brian Gosling in the Gray Man actually looks pretty good with a goatee. I need to look that up. Yeah. I mean, mm. that guy can pull off. Brian Gosling could pull. I feel like if you're good looking, you can pull off anything. But Colonel Sanders. You're right. He's he's not when I, necessarily he's also good, 80 not traditionally old. good looking. Old people do pull off goatees, goatees better. Yeah. You know, you know who has a goatee right now? Mick. Mick Burns. Mick's honey is so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> Any facial hair on Mick is and, pretty And you funny. can tell that he like he thinks he looks good with it on. He's had it for a while now. Yeah, he walks around with a little with a little like the shake of the uh, shoulders, just walking around. I love it. I love it. It's unreal. Well, that's it for our uh, coffee club cauldron for today. Once again, thank you so much for everyone that submitted and apologies to the ones that we didn't get to. And we will get to you eventually. I think we might do it as a recurring segment at the end of shows for a little bit, maybe for infinity. So we'll see. But I think, is that everything from us, guys? Feeling good? Feeling good. Did I even, I didn't, don't think I said what episode this is. I don't actually know. It's either 100, it's 113. 113. 113. 113. That's like a, that's like my favorite number, plus 100. Uh, with that, Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. And we hope to see you all again next week. Bye-bye.